0: To see your faces on the Zoom and to be connected with you online. And we're looking forward to being able to gather together in real time in the flesh. Amen. Praise God. But until then, we'll just keep pressing on. Amen. Let's sing uh, What a Fellowship, What a Joy Divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. Seven five zero. What a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arm.
1: What a blessedness, what a peace is my leaning on the everlasting arm.
0: arms of Jesus Christ, praise the name of the Lord. Maybe we can sing Faithful One, <clears throat> so unchanging. Oh, Faithful
1: One, so unchanging. the One, you're my
0: I'd like to sing a little chorus, Who Can Cheer the Heart Like Jesus, before we go to prayer. And I'm going to ask our brother Joe Waldner if you would uh, make your way forward. and He's here tonight on deacon duty. I'll just have him come and uh, take us to the throne of grace in prayer, and maybe you can give a little report on our brother Henry. Amen.
1: Who? can cheer the heart like Jesus Bye.
0: Blessed Lord Jesus, we just want to go to the Lord in prayer tonight. We have some serious needs in our midst, but we see God on the move and we just want to go to our Lord in prayer with praise and thanksgiving and believing for the impossible, and believing with faith that he is the same yesterday, today and forever. Amen. Come, Brother Joe. And maybe you want to give a little report on your brother.
2: Thank you. Bless you, saints. Uh, most of you know, but few don't. Uh, I was called uh, yesterday morning to pray for Henry at home. His wife called me and we went into prayer, and she called later. She said he was, uh, the reason we prayed, she said he uh, has a headache and he's uh, throwing up. So anyway, I, as I was praying for him, uh, I kind of just turned the phone call off because I, it was just the time I, I, I go for prayer in the morning. And then I flipped the phone off because uh, uh, I had go, finished praying for him. I just kept on praying. Then she phoned back. She said, uh, he's, uh, I don't know, Henry looks kind of... Uh, not all they, doesn't respond properly well i said well you better phone you can't just take him anywhere nowadays with this covid stuff and i said phone the doctor or nurse so she phoned the nurse and the the nurse told him says, call the ambulance so she phoned back she said the nurse said to call the ambulance well i said call the ambulance if he does nothing wrong with him he'll just leave him there and uh, he'll he'll recover we've prayed So when the invalids came, they checked him out. His vitals were good, but he he didn't make a little bit sense with the way he talked. They said, we'll take him in there, check him out. So they sent him to, so they took him over to Langley Hospital and to do a blood work and check him out for, see if he has the virus or something. Anyway, after checking, going through checks, they found that he had, the doctor found that he had on his brain a a blood bleeding. So uh, they immediately called uh, the Royal Columbia Hospital, uh, and uh, they opened. They told him to send him back over there right away, and he went directly into the into the emergency room in the uh, Royal Columbia Hospital. And uh, so by so by 11 o'clock last night, uh, he was finished with the operation. The doctor said it went well with him. And uh, this morning, uh, they uh, they were saying that uh, he, he they tried to sign, see whether he has the functions which he had functions like shaking hands, different functions. Didn't speak yet because they had a tube and, and in his, and in his throat, so they're going to get rid of that. So what's going to happen now? He has to go to the uh, Vancouver General Hospital tomorrow because the, the doctor is still concerned. Because the platelets of his blood uh, need uh, need to be checked out there, and they're more professional at the, the other hospital than they are. So uh, he's still he's still on. So he's on the men now. The doctor said he's doing good as far as the surgery is concerned. They had to go right in there and, I suppose, lift the skull off. And uh, but the uh, doctor said that today he's doing well. So that what they're going to get this thing checked up, and he needs prayer for this. Henry's not the one to go to a doctor a lot, so he, you know, it's probably... He might, might have had little symptoms before, which we didn't recognize. I mean, i seen him a couple of days ago, and he drove up, and, you know, he was on his way to Vancouver. He does a lot of running around doing drywall work. So this came all of a sudden on him like that. And it's it's just been a miracle to me, like from the time in the morning that that we talked to him, he, he's, he's, he's gone to... Did the whole route and all the operation which I, which I think I give credit to the, to the doctors and the hospitals to do something that quick you know I mean uh, this is uh, I mean people sometimes take a long time to get to a, even to a hospital but the, the Lord has been really good with him doing this for him and that now he's recovered or recovering but still needs prayer because he's a working man and he needs to get back to health quickly so he can keep supporting his family and his wife but most of all he has to come over the sickness that they're that, uh, that they've seen in his blood now so we we can pray for uh, for him and for the needs of the uh, of the uh, assembly i'm sure there are many needs we don't know we don't know them all but we can sure remember before the lord the needs and if there's uh, if, you, if you have a need just Believe in the Lord Jesus. I mean, he said, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Ask anything in my name, you, I'll do it. We have all these promises that we have to take before the Lord. And we, ha- we must believe. If we don't believe, then we're just, we're just beating the air. I mean, we are people that are that are believers. And we, we live off the word of God. And if the word of, of God doesn't help us, wh- why are we here? Why, why are we doing what we're doing? We're here because we are believers. We're chosen of God. We're called of God, and we are believers. And we love Him. And you know, we're running this race all together. And uh, the Lord is with us. Even even though even though all the things that we have gone through now the the year, and the year with with the lock up and seeing. Our loved ones, our people, not saying we we can still pray for one another. We can still be in the Word. I am. I mean, to me, it's, you know, you're just more spiritual. I even find the more trouble I'm in, the more I see God. The more trouble I'm in, the more I pray to God. And the more I pray to God, the more results I get. God has done so much for me that to me, prayer is just, I mean, it's just something we do. And, and we believe it. So, so let's go to prayer. If, if you have anything, if anybody has anything to, tonight that you know, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's financial, whether it's uh, home or, or, or whatever or sickness or sorrow or for a friend or for a loved one, we can just hold everything before him. So I, I'll also mention Henry in my prayer and, 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 and the loved ones here. So, so let's go into prayer with we'll bow our hearts and our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, once again we come before thy holy presence, O God, because you are a prayer and God, and we love you, Father. We thank you for your goodness and for your grace and for your loving kindness and for who you are to us, Father. And we think of the time you called us out of sin and darkness and brought us into this glorious light, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the message of this hour, O God. And, Father, you went to the cross for us. You died for us, Father, because we are sons, we call before thee, Father, because we are in this kingdom, the kingdom of our dear Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who loved us with an undying love, Father. Lord, how thankful I am, Father, to see the loved ones that we have around here that are over the Internet, throughout the world, wherever they are, wherever they're listening into. to. We have, must have confidence in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Because he did it for us, Father. You did it for us, O Lord Jesus. You are our Father, and we are your children, dear God. So I pray, Heavenly Father, tonight, O God, everyone that has a need, Lord God, if they would lift them up before you, Father, and believe in their hearts, they can have what they ask. You said, ask anything in my name, and I will do it. And to me, anything is whatever you have, or whatever you want, but we must... We, we must ask it according to his wish and to his wills. We 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 also must know the will of God and, and how God moves and how the word and what the word teaches us how to how to move and and, 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 and to ask God. We come to before him with a token applied in our life. We come before we shall come before sinless. If we have sin we must confess that. And 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 he will hear and answer our prayers. And how many times have we seen him do that? Over and over again, he has never failed. The many times I've prayed and have seen St. the healing God in and virtue and, and working and, and, and whatever you ask, he is there to help. So he is a present help in the time of need. So I pray this morning also for, for the thy people, Lord God, wherever they are. Whatever they're doing, we just pray, dear God, as they hold these things up before you, that you, O oh God, will answer each and every prayer. We pray for Henry again, Lord. has prayed much for him, but we pray for a speedy recovery. That he, that you find the problems, whatever is left to do, you've had. had, had just to me a miracle how quickly he went through this and had the operation and came out successfully and God bless the doctors and the hospitals and the nurse that have to that are there to, to, to help us, Father, with, with these things, Lord. So I just pray now, Heavenly Father, that you'll be with this service now, that you'll anoint our brother that comes before us, Father. And we're look, always looking for spiritual food in due season. We think about those that are not with us, Father. Out in the, some, on, some are on the Zoom, some are on, on the Internet. Those across the border that are crying out to thee also, Father. Meet their needs tonight, Father. I ask this all in your wonderful name, the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Bless Thy people. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing with us. Thank you, Brother Joe. We're going to invite our Brother Tom Ray to come and speak this evening, and uh, it's good to have him back. Uh, after a long rest at home. <laughs> I don't know how much rest he got, but uh, or whether it was intended to be a rest, but, you know, we got to take it as it comes. So we pray that God will just use our brother and step behind the veil tonight, minister to us. I'd like to sing uh, It Is Well With My Soul. Start with the first verse. Amen. When peace like a river attendeth my way. Aren't you thankful for that blessed peace? As our brother Joe was saying before he prayed, the the more trouble we have in this life, the more we can understand the peace that passes all understanding. For It just creates an avenue for the Lord Jesus to move in our lives and And meet our needs and answer our prayer. Come on the scene in a special way. We're so thankful for that. Amen. When peace like a river. When peace like a
1: river.
3: Lift up your heart and say, hey, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Heavenly Father, as Brother Joe has already prayed, and we've prayed, and we have prayed, and we've held these precious brethren up, Brother Milko, and Brother Henry, whom we love so dearly. Lord, you're a miracle working God, and we still believe you're the same yesterday, today and forever and so Lord we've committed them to your care and believe for a quick recovery for the glory of God and those that have been in need over these last few weeks Lord and we just pray God you'll be their strength and portion that they might know you as Abraham knew you as El Shaddai the strength giver Lord that you will move on each one's behalf We pray, Lord, as we turn to the word tonight, that you will open it to us. I might be able to turn the pages, but it'll take the Holy Spirit himself to come and open the word of life to our souls, Lord. So we commit the service to you, asking Thy will be done in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Is it well with your soul tonight? It's nice to be back and nice to see your smiling faces and those that I can't see. God bless you. It's nice to be home. We had a wonderful two weeks. Thank you, musicians. Thank you. Wonderful ten days, I believe it was with the saints in the states. And then coming home, I had to quarantine. I had the nicest guard. I had the nicest guard. Uh, you know, he, um, he said, I came across with my suitcase. I felt like a little bit like a hobo coming through the car. A stall, and I'm standing there, and he says, "Uh, "Where have you been?" I said, "I've been with some people that I haven't seen for over a year." There are sheep. I'm an associate pastor of a work, and he says, "Well," he says, "You should be essential services. You should just go right through." I said amen. He says, well, let me check on that. And he checked on it. Nope. He says, nothing for minister, nothing for pastor, nothing for evangelist, nothing. No, 14 days. Here you go. I said, oh man, I just about got through, but it's worth it all. It's worth it all. And no brother Nathan, and I never had rest. I was on the phone probably six to seven hours a day and uh, we still work from home and everything's well. Brother Michael is down there, he's at his rotation as we've been trying to plan, is uh, he's down there and he'll be taking the Sunday evening at 4 o'clock up at the camp and we will be having our uh, Sunday morning service at 10 o'clock a.m. And Lord willing, I'm just uh, using this evening for a little springboard. So I've asked the brothers, I think I started with Brother Tim last month, I said, would we mind taking a Wednesday and a Sunday, then Brother Murphy took a Wednesday and a Sunday, and I thought, well, I can't tell them or ask them to do that if I don't do it. So here I am, and uh, Lord willing, I'll see you Sunday morning also. I'd um, like you to stand, if you don't mind, I'd like to read a couple of scriptures. I don't believe I'm going to be long, and... uh I'll just try and and watch myself very closely. I like to preach on nailing it, nail it, nail it, nailing it. Or I've got another title. Of course, I always have about three or four and I never know where I really want to title it. And the other one is, the seed of the woman hath prevailed. The seed of the woman hath prevailed so we got a number of scriptures and quotes we've have in our minds but we want the holy spirit to direct us this evening let's bow our heads one more time heavenly father as we now turn to the word you're the author of it you're the author and finisher of it lord of our faith i pray lord that you'll speak to someone tonight some heart lord will be encouraged by the word of god we commit the evening to you in jesus name amen amen Ephesians I'd like you to turn to Ephesians chapter 2 ephesians chapter 2 and reading at verse 11 twelve and thirteen ephesians chapter two remember brother Brown said um, Joshua parallels ephesians that's a very common statement been made through the through the years by our prophet and so this is our book Ephesians is the bride's book it's the, just rich and it's alive. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 11 reads, Wherefore remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That's where we were. That's exactly where we were before Christ came into our lives. But now in Christ Jesus, think about it, you who sometimes were afar off are made nigh, by the blood of Christ. And the church of the living God said. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats. Amen. So with that in mind. I want you to notice. And everyone that is here. Not many. But it's enough. I want you to notice. That you've been made nigh. By the blood of Christ. Nigh. Nigh. By the blood. We were not in fellowship with God. Brother Branham said there was a gulf made in Eden when fellowship was broke off. Brother Joe said about prayer. There was fellowship broke off, Brother Joe. We couldn't have the fellowship we had. But Brother Branham said, the bleach of the blood, and God revealed in simplicity, he said, the bleach of the blood. Close the chasm so that the sons and daughters of God can draw nigh to Jesus Christ and have fellowship with the Father and glorify His name. What a message you believe. What a message. What a promise. Now with that in mind, I'd like you to turn to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. Books over. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. Remember, you've been made nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. You have fellowship with the most holy being there is. Jesus is just not uh, a God just floating around somewhere. He's a person, Brother Bram said. The person of Jesus Christ. You've been made not, you can come. You, an entrance has been made. You can have fellowship with the King of glory. That's enough to lift me out of your chair, Sister Honor. Glory to God. We've been made nigh by the blood. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says here, Colossians 2 and 13. Amen. And having made peace. Now notice, We've been made nigh. Now, the Bible says, having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Tremendous scripture. But now we're coming to my main scripture for the evening. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was, what? That was against us. I love brother Donnie Reagan, 1991, I can remember. He said, Satan makes notes. Satan makes notes. Joe, you did this, you did this. Tom, you did this, you did this. Matthew, you did this, you did this. He makes notes. But now, through the blood, The handwriting of ordinances. Even the law. Everything that has been against us. That was against us the scripture said. Which was contrary to us. Took it out of the way. How did he do it? How did he do it? Nailing it to his cross. Thus the title. Nail it. I want to nail it this evening, nailing it to the cross. We read it. You're waiting for me to preach about it. But your mind should already be moving in that realm. Any ordinance, any sin, any unbelief, anything done or will do is blotted out and nailed to the cross. What love is this? What love is this. Can I say what the Greek says on this? So it, maybe help you and move you along in the service, sister. Listen to what uh, a Greek translation here says. Having canceled and or the certification of your debt. So all your debt has been canceled. Now, think about it. You say, well, well, isn't that nice? No, it's, it's more than nice. It's glorious. If a banker came to your house today and said, your mortgage is paid off, I think he'd be a pretty happy person. But now all your indebtedness to Christ has been taken away because he was nailed to the cross. Nailed to the cross. Everything's canceled to the believer. Everything is canceled to the believer. Your certificate of debt and illegal demand against us, which was hostile towards us, this certificate has been completely removed by the nailing of it to the cross. Hallelujah. Saints, we never want to forget the cross. Jesus came to redeem us by the blood of the Lamb. God, rich in mercy, came down. Formed himself a blood cell. People get a problem with the bleeding word. That The bleeding word. The bleeding word. Where was the blood before? It was the word. In the beginning was the word. and The word was God. The word was with God. And the word was made flesh. The blood was always in the word. So you got to walk in the light as he is in the light. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from all your sin. I want to say your indebtedness is gone. Your sins are gone. They've been nailed to the cross. It's washed away. My goodness. If you take a look at that in the Greek. It means that written ordinance. That Certificate, if you want to say it in, in one format, it means dogma. Dogma. So it means the blotting out of your ordinances means the blotting out of your old thoughts. Or your old dogmas. Or your old ideas. God had to give you a new mind. And he said, let this mind that was in Christ be in you. He had to wipe away your old thoughts. The things I used to think, I do them no more. That is very important because out of the the abundance of a heart, the man speaks. And a word is a thought expressed. If you don't have the mind of God, you won't speak holy things. So now the dogma or the thoughts that you have stems from this verb doko. Means what you think or what you supposed or what you imagined God was. We imagined God. Didn't matter whether you were in the Hutterite colony, Catholic church, Baptist church, didn't matter. The doctrine, the dogma, the ideas were wrong. Because man, man took his thoughts and high bred the word of God, killing the effect of it. So now, He's nailing your old ideas to the cross. He's nailing your own suppose or your own imagination or your own conclusion. It means your opinion. And I love that one because everybody's so opinionated today. This is what I think. I got a right to have an opinion. You have no opinion outside of the word of God. Many of us had teenagers. And As they grew up into their 12 and 13, Dad, I think this, and I have a right to think that. Well, you know, we have a friendly discussion. And we start to realize, no, it's Dad's thought or no thought. Then we find out it's God's thought or not my thought. So we know how correction works. So it was nailed to the cross. My thoughts, my imagination... My supposing, my conclusion, my opinion, and my belief. What I thought God was, was nailed to the cross. My Jesus. With the death of Christ, all ordinances were removed. This is to do with your debt of sin A note was written the day you were born. You say, well, I've been a good person. You were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. You came into the world speaking lies. I was talking to somebody the other day. They were just saying, well, well, I'm a good person. I can't stand that statement, actually. My mom always used to say that. You know, we're not good. We're good people. We don't murder people. We don't steal. I said, mom, it doesn't say be a good person and go to heaven. The Bible said you must be born again because you're born in sin, shaped in iniquity, coming to the world speaking lies. So there was an ordinance written of you. Your, your past, Satan had written down everything that you'd done. Can you imagine what a, what, a, what a rotten fiend he is? First of all, he suggests you do it. Then he writes it down, you did it. Then he condemns you, you did it. And then you're beaten up. You're beating yourself up. But once Jesus nailed it to the cross for the redeemed. Praise the Lord. Once it was nailed to the cross, brother John. It is over. Every thought, every opinion... That we had that was contrary to the word of God. Was nailed to the cross. In fact. What it brings you to. It goes on nailing it. Blotting out the ordinance of it. And giving you the liberty. From that which captivated you. My. Think about it. There was more to that nail. Scarred hand. Than what you thought. That was going to take away all. Blotting out all ordinances. All your past sin. And now bringing you to a liberty. Loosing you from that which held you captive. My. I would say he nailed it Joe. We use that expression. uh, You know you go to baseball. And your little boys are playing. And he hits a home run. He said he nailed it. It's an expression. The expression is used to say it was a successful endeavor. You nailed something. You could do it in in accounting, or you could do it in, in sports, or you can do something. It's a skillful completion. Redemption was a skillful completion. Amen. In fact, it set Every redeemed son into liberty. My Jesus. That's what Brother Bram said at Golgotha. They nailed his hands. They lifted him up as an ensign. Why? He was redeeming his church. He was bringing back his sons and daughters to their rightful position. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. Think about it. Brother Bram said in Martin Events Made Clear by Prophecy. I'm thinking about tonight. I know a church that's dying too. It's the Pentecostal people. We got to shake out of this. Uh Uh-huh. That's all. The only way you're going to do it is by prayer. Brother Joe, just what you're saying tonight. Wonderful. By prayer and lining up with the Word of God. It's the only way you're going to do it. There's no other way. And saints, let me just tell you something. God has sent us a message to make redemption's price a revelation open to us in this hour like never before. People talk about redemption but don't have a real clear understanding of redemption. God has given us the opening of it and the reality to it. And he's telling them the only way they can do it is by prayer and by lining up with the word of God. That's the only way you're going to do it. There's only one way out. He's the way. Jesus Christ is same yesterday, today, and forever. Would we want our church to get in a condition, as he said over there, like in England... And he made reference to Billy Graham going to the park and how the profanity and, and, and just the unclean acts that were taking place. He said, do we want our church to get to be like England? You just got to drive this down. You've got to drive it down so hard until you nail it. Make it clench. You say, how important is the message? It's very important. How important is the word? It's the ultimate importance. We need as ministers to nail this message down. It's to stabilize a people that have been destabilized by economics, by sickness, by viruses, by everything that's coming on the earth. The only thing that's going to make you stable Stable is the word of God. Prayer and the word of God. Amen. Yes, sir. He said, I'm not angry. I like that, brother Joe. A lot of people say when you're preaching, brother Tom, you seem like you're angry. He said, I'm not angry. I'm just driving the nail and I'm clinching it. It's not just reading the message or just reading the Bible. It's having that message live in you and live out of you. Not agreeing with it, living it. People say, I believe the message. Live the message. Don't just talk about the message. Live the message. Brother Barham said, the age of token life. That's token life is his life. The life of the Holy Ghost. He said, I'm not mad. I'm just trying to drive it down hard. To nail it down to our young people. There is not another message you want to look at. There's not another doctrine you need to look to. There's not another man you got to run to. Put your roots down. Take the word of God and be stable. Recognizing your day in this message? I'm driving the nail down. I'm clenching it. You might not understand it, but I believe it. 1 Corinthians 13 and 10. But when that which is perfect is come. And if you haven't caught the revelation that this message is the perfect word. You need to get down on your knees and let God start to open the word of God to you. Because now Paul wrote in Corinthians, When that which is perfect is come, that which is in part is done away. All your thoughts, all your ideas. God sent a message to give you the very mind of God over every situation. That which is perfect has come. It's complete. It's perfect than that which is in part done away. Brother Bram said it so just to clarify here, because a lot of people say, Brother Tom, are you fanatical upon the part that this is this message is perfect? This is the perfect word that's going to put a perfect bride in a perfect rapture. I'm I hey all, all my thoughts were nailed to the cross. All my what I thought nailed to the cross. All my ideas were nailed to the cross. But God rich in mercy. Brother said, the resurrection came by my way. And sent Jesus Christ. To make this message real. Not just you know. Uh, oh. It's just I'll take it in passing. Oh that was a nice message. People just say oh, it's, it's just the church. I got to find another church. It's not the church. We are the church. Come on, people. Look around here. There's nobody here in the church. It's never been the building. It's always been the person. It's been the person that's been called. God, rich in mercy, blotted out your sin and nailed it to the cross. Hallelujah. I don't care if I'm standing here in a pulpit or in my office at home or if I'm driving down the road. I am the church of the living God. That which is perfect is come. That is a perfect word preparing a perfect people for a perfect place. Listen to what Brother Ram said. It's a perfect place calling you to perfection. And you have to be perfect to get there. You say, well, there's no perfection. You can't be perfect here. Of course we can't. But he's the perfect word. It's the perfect bleeding word. That's enveloping his bride. That's robing her in his righteousness. Oh my goodness. You must love him tonight. He's calling you to a perfect place. Jesus said be therefore perfect. Even as your father in heaven is perfect. It's a perfect kingdom. So it must be a perfect people. Because You have to stand and be married to the perfect Son of God. My Jesus. You must be. Are you listening, everybody? You must be a perfect bride. So how can you do it through anything else but the perfect Word of God? Oh, my. My, 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 my. How can you do it? Through anything else but by the perfect word of God. The waters of separation washes us from all our sins. Amen. The blood of Jesus Christ, thinking my, the dripping bloody word, the blood, the word of God, bleeding blood to wash a bride in that bloody word makes you perfect. Hallelujah. And you know what it does? As we said earlier, it liberates us. And you see some people, you know, they, they nod their head, they come to church and woe is me and all oh, my problems and all oh, like this. It was nailed to the cross. Everything, my problems, everything was nailed to the cross. My thoughts, my opinion, what I think. God rich in mercy. It was the waters of separation that's washed us from all our sin. Let's turn to John. A little Bible study tonight. John chapter 3. Very familiar. Very familiar scripture. But it might help someone. John chapter 3. Verse 18. We always read. 16. For God so loved the world and gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life but verse 18 i take it like I'll take a look at it, please verse 18 the bible reads he that believeth on him is not you finish it saints you finish it 2:18 he that believeth on the lord jesus christ is what not condemned Therefore there is now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus that walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. So now here the scripture says he that believeth on him is not condemned but he that believeth not is condemned. So if you don't believe on him that spirit of condemnation comes upon that person. But if you believe on him believe on him there is now No condemnation. He that believeth not is condemned already, but he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds are evil. So only the seed of God believe. That's that's what's the genetic pool. That's your DNA. That's what's in you. And you should be so happy tonight that God has blotted out the handwriting of ordinances against you. He's canceled. He's canceled all debt and you're free. We've always had types and shadows in this, in the Old Testament. Always had it. If they had a shadow, we should be able to take then the positive better than the negative. Because the light hits the object and makes the shadow. So here's the shadow. Here's Moses on the mountain. They're fighting the Amalekites. And he's up in the mountain. And they're having a great battle. His hands are held up to heaven. He stood up there till the sun went down. But they had to have someone. Aaron and her. A priest to hold up the hands of the prophet. To hold those hands high. And as those hands were up. They were winning in the battle. To be sure, his hands stayed up. They held him up by their hands. But then Jesus came. And there was no one to hold his hands but the nails in the cross. He couldn't hang them down so that you and I could have victory in every battle. And I'd love the Church of the Living God's cry out, Amen. Because as soon as Moses' hands came down, they were losing in battle. But Jesus' hands never came down. They were nailed to the cross. He was the mighty conqueror. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. For you and I to have victory in our lives. No condemnation. No guilt. That's big. That's very big. Because it seems more and more as... Time goes on and Satan rages, people get seemed more condemned. They fight hard. They think they're losing a battle. Our mighty conqueror has never lost a battle. I'm a part of his army. I'm a part of his army. Never lost a battle. Old Testament type and shadow. Here we go. Old Testament type and shadow. In Judges chapter 1. I'm sorry. In Judges chapter 4 verse 1. It said the children of Israel again. Did evil in the sight of the Lord. And He was dead. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin. King of Canaan. Who reigned in Hazor. And the captain of the host. Was Sisera which dwelt in Harasheth of the Gentiles, and the children of the Lord. Listen, if they can do this, Brother Joe, I was thinking about Brother Henry. When there is a battle, what do you do? When you've been oppressed, or Satan tries to oppress us, it's a natural response for us to say, Lord Jesus, deliver us from this evil. Deliver us from this affliction. And the children of the Lord cried unto the Lord. For they had 900 chariots. There's two hundred thousand thousand supernatural demons. Brother Abraham said that have been loosed. Those are added demons that have been loosed on the bride. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. My. My. You say, well, I had a hard day. Well, maybe you had 10,000 demons on your case. But he never got you. Think of the power of God that is in you. We are kept. What does the scripture said? By the power of God. So they were oppressed. The children of Israel. And it seemed like in judges they got victory. And then they went lost. They went up. And they went down. And they cried. And God sent a judge. And then another cry, and then they sent a judge. They had a prophetess, and her name was Deborah. And she said to Barak, Barak, it's time to go to battle. It's time to go to battle, and we're going to win. But he said, I'm not going unless you come with me. That I'm not going unless you come with me. Then I'll, then I, if you don't go, I won't go up. She said, I will surely go with thee, notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be for thy honor. For the Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. And Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. I want you to think about that. Here is now the prophecy is told, you're gonna win. (laughs) But he said, I'm not going without you, prophetess. She said, I'm not doing this. She says, well, because of that, you're not gonna get the victory. You're not gonna get the accolade. You're, you know, you're just, you know, following along like a puppy dog. And a woman being a type of the church, but here was the Israel living in bondage, living in Uh, um, captivity by a foreign government. And now God was wanting to deliver Israel. Gave them the prophecy. The prophecy never failed. I want you to notice that. Our prophecy will not fail. And the Bible says, And Jael went out to meet Cesaree. And he said unto him, Turn in, my Lord, turn into me, fear not. And when he turned into her, unto the tent, now watch now. Here is Sisera running now from battle. He knows he's losing. And he's leaving all his men behind. <laughs> and he says, Man, I'm out of here. I'm running away. I'm leaving. But God had a prophecy already spoken. It will be a woman that will destroy this sin. And so now Jail was just an a woman in a tent. Hello, look at you. you. You are just living your everyday life. But all of a sudden, sin really started to manifest and come to your tent. And there comes that which a held. The area in bondage, right to Jael's tent. She met him. She said, Why don't you turn in? Come on in. Come on in, devil. Come on in. <laughs> turn in. Turn into me, fear not. And when he turned into her, into her tent, she covered him with a mantle. And she said unto her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water, for I am thirsty. That sounds normal. But she she says, (laughs) the Bible says, she opened up a bottle of milk. Now think about it, folks. They didn't have refrigeration in those days. Okay? It wasn't a nice cold drink of milk. Actually, if you look it up, it it says buttermilk. They didn't have ice cold milk. It was lumpy milk. And she said, here, I'm not giving you water but I'm going to give you something else. And she gives him buttermilk. That's what the, anyways, the uh, theologians say. And she covered him with the mantle, covered him, gave him milk. He, and he said unto her, Stand in the door of the tent, and it shall be when any man come, inquire of thee, and say, Is there any man here? Thou shalt say no. Then Jael, Heber's wife, took a nail of the tent. She's going to nail it, folks. She's going to nail it. She took a nail of the tent. She took a hammer in her hand. She went softly to him. She smote the nail into his temple and fastened it to the ground. Joe, that wasn't a little tap. She took the nail. She took the hammer. And she drove that nail in Satan's head. The enemy... And saints of God, he never rose again. I think it's about time we take the word of God in our hand and start nailing the devil head to the ground and you be a serpent slomper, and you take control of your tent, your life. You take control. She took the nail of the tent, she fastened it to, she put it into his temple, fastened it to the ground, for he was fast asleep and weary, so he died. And behold, as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him and said unto him, Come, 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 come on. I'm going to show you the man. I'm going to show thee the man whom you seek. And when he came into her tent, behold, Sisera lay down with the nail in his temple. I say, saints of God, there has been another seed of a woman that hung himself on the cross and nailed himself there to drive Satan's head. The Bible said the seed of a woman's going to bruise his head. That means he's going to destroy his head, and he did at Calvary, and he did it for you, Johnny, when you were out in sin and trespasses. The Holy Spirit quickened your heart to life eternal. Amen. I thought it was amazing. Your oppressor, that one that oppresses you, comes right to your house on a daily basis. You need to take the nail of the word and the hammer of the word and nail that devil down. But what happens with life? and What happens with Laodicea? Many of us get content with our bondage. And I'll never forget, Brother Biscoe was entertaining some people from overseas in a communist country. And they said that they were free. And they were free, but they were under the bondage and oppression of communism. And so Brother Ed started to relate. Well, are you allowed to have more than one child? Or are you allowed to have more than one thing here? Or are you allowed to have... And she started to realize, hey, I'm in bondage. I'm in bondage. And when you see a son of God that is free indeed, that should cause something in your heart to say, hey, I don't want any bondage. All bondage was nailed to the cross. All bondage. People live... With the idea they're in liberty. When they themselves are in bondage. They think they're free thinkers. And that's, a, that's a great phrase today. I'm a free thinker. But that ordinance got nailed to the cross. They are a free thinker. We're free doers. We can do whatever we want. Really. They at best are slaves to their bondage. And daily here, the chains rattled. When I, when I read that, and I started to write that down, I started to think, man, that silly chain of smoking rattled daily in my bones. I hated it, Brother Joe. I hated it, Brother Nathan. I hated it. Sixteen years old, bound by cigarettes, And I hated it. And I'd roll down the window of my car and I'd punch them in a ball and I'd throw them out, but I'd count the fence post. Because I knew tomorrow I might need to go back and find them. Chains rattle. Chains rattle. But one day, all those chains were loosed at Calvary. One day, a preacher, our pastor was preaching, and conviction struck my soul. And I said, "I want these chains broken, once and for all. Drinking chains left, smoking and dope chains left. There, I've never gone back. Once you're loosed, once you're free, you're free indeed. <laughs> come on, says, come on, jail, get that scissor and nail him to the ground." We are a part of the seat of that woman. We are come from out of him. What he is, I am. And the prophet says, she's him. And I'll get into that, Lord willing, on Sunday. But don't get the idea you can live in bondage and think you're free. That is a deception and lie of Satan. You're either free or you're in bond. You either are loosed or you're bound. You cannot be unbound and bound at the same time. But I'll tell you this evening, the recipe for your loosening is Calvary. People say, you, you don't preach on Calvary enough. Of course we do. The whole message is Calvary. Because they oh you're following a man. I'm following the man that's pointing me to Jesus Christ. Jail might have had a woman prophetess. We got Malachi for. But I know one thing. I'm under a prophesied promise. We will destroy Satan's kingdom. Bondage from all unbelief. Was loosed. Those that are the seed of God cannot rest until they are liberated. Oh, saints of God, I beseech you, subdue and crush Satan's head tonight. And I don't care what it is. Brother Brett, I'm, I'm going to go through. Prayer after prayer after prayer. Brother Bram kept on going. And I kept on thinking of Brother Milko. I'm thinking of Brother Henry. I'm thinking about Sister Bev. I'm praying that God just loose them. Brother Bram said, you can come to your darkest of hour. Right to that last moment. But Jesus Christ will come into that room. I'm believing for it. Saints, why not? Why not? Do not live contented with your chains. Come on, come on, people! Help me preach now. I'm looking at all of you. Don't ever be content with that which is binding you down. If you take a look, and you you know they they do these studies all the time, and, and we I, we definitely don't have time. I told you I was going to watch my time, and I got about five more minutes to keep my promise. I told Brother Murphy I'm doing 45 tonight. They do all these studies and they say, well, in the 60s, the biggest problem they had was kids chewing gum in class and throwing erasers at each other. And now they they talk about them shooting up with needles and 14-year-olds being pregnant and things like that. It's gone miles. And Brother Bram said, if this goes on, it will go insane. And indeed, it has gone insane. And people start to live in those chains and start to move circumstances to make it work. But if you want to be free. There's a place called Calvary. And you can be loosed tonight. By the blood of the Lamb. And free by the word of the Lord. Some of you have never even had liberty. Never once raised their hand. Never once did they say amen. Never once. And people say. The Bible says that we're kings and priests. And praise to God. And I don't even see a mouth li- lifted open. I say. Please, let that bondage go. At least tell the King of glory, I love you, I praise you, I adore you, you're everything to me. Lord, without you, I wouldn't even be here. We have to start showing our expression. Surely, as a husband to a wife, you better show that you love your wife. He's my husband. And there has to be an expression somewhere. Don't be content with your chains. Oh, it's just a game. You see adults playing these silly games. Joanne and I go out for a hamburger once in a while. And there's a game place there. and, And you see it. It's not kids going in. It's adults. It's adults. But they were kids. They were kids. But now they're Adults. They walk in, spend whatever they want to do. How many hours do they spend listening to rock and roll? The music is foul. The demons are profoundly ugly. And somehow they get an enjoyment before a screen with that. As I told one brother, if you spent three hours on your video, three hours in the Word, you'd be a superman. It's not my notes. so that was free. That's for whoever. Be content with your chains. You know your chains. If there's any chains hanging on, you can be loose tonight by the word of God and be free. The Scripture says that Jesus, as the Son of God, slain before the foundation of the world, God by His foreknowledge knew. That ever would be so therefore in his great knowledge he could predestinate foretell things that would come from the Garden of Eden. Jesus was the seed of the woman that was to crush that serpent's head. So you have a woman crushing a captain in charge of an army. You have the seed of a woman crushing the head Of the serpent himself. And now you have a bride. Called Jesus Christ. Where's your victory? Where's your hammer? Where's your nail? Can you stand at your door tonight? We're winding up right now. Can you stand at your door. Of your heart tonight. Not a tent. But as Jesus stood at the tomb. We stand there and say to the sinner that is actually know that all sin was destroyed. All corruption has been slain. So I can say to you, come, Barak, come, Luis, come, Ben. I will show you the man who you seek. I will show you I've conquered Satan in my life. I will show you the trophies that hang on our wall. Where's your trophy case? How are you doing? Oh, we get a big buck and it's a five point or whatever. We've got it all stuffed and put on our wall. But I got Satan's head on my wall. What do you got? I couldn't have children. I got that one. I had that demon that tried to stop that one on my wall. Hmm? One that tried to take my children and take them in the world. That is a demon that tried to take them. I got that one on my wall. Come, Eric. Come, sister. Come again. We can show everybody. We conquered Satan. Let me give you a testimony. It isn't a few years back now, but but it's relevant. I see Brother Ken in in the screen there. There was a sister that moved here down the street and she just moved in and the neighbor next door came across and leaned on the fence and said, hello, new neighbor. Nice to meet you. I'm Doug somebody. And she said, I, she talked to him a little bit and he go, looks at her dress and he says, oh no, you're from Bible Way. And she said, yep, I'm from Bible Way. Oh, yeah. Well, he said, she said, did you grow up in the area? She said, yeah, I grew up in the area. He, I grew up in the area. He, she said, okay, Ken, Ken, who do I know that grew up in the area? Oh, she says, do you know Ken Ardeal? He goes, oh, yeah, I sure do. He got saved. I know that he got saved. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then she thought, if she knows Ken, she had to know Tom. So she goes, oh, do you know Tom Ray? Yeah, 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 yeah. What about it? Well, he got saved too. Not a chance. He goes, not a chance. She goes, not only that, he's the associate pastor at our church. And the guy turned around walked away. He said, I just don't believe it. Hey, we know the power of chain breaking. I want you to know this evening that you have a God that can break every chain that has bound you tonight. And Brother Ken can tell you how long Brother Ken has it been? 1974 to this now? 47 years? 43? Close. (laughs) I'm right behind you, buddy. And it only gets better. It only gets better. Let me show you the man who you seek. I'll show you where Satan has been defeated in our lives. I'll show you that he's laying on the ground dead. My sin is lying dead. That nail is in his head. You must despise the chains for the chains to be broken. If you don't despise it, it will bind you again and again. But can I tell you tonight... You can have your sin or your chains broken by the blood of the Lamb never to be recalled again. (laughs) You're forgiven. Your sins are forgotten. The nail has been driven. You are free. The handwriting of the ordinance of all that corrupted you was washed away by the blood of the Lamb leading you and me into perfect liberty. Amen. Perfect liberty, Tom. Amen. 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 Amen perfect liberty, sin gone, come hither, I'll show you the man whom you seek, he lays there dead, I put that hammer in his temple the day I gave my life to Jesus Christ, it was not held in the hand of that woman, but it was held in the hand of the bride of Jesus Christ, and it drove that nail through Satan's head. And by the grace of God, I've been loosed by the blood of the Lamb. <laughs> Musicians, please come because I want to keep my word. Can you say, Arise, my soul, arise? Put off thy guilty fear. You know what? There's, there's a scripture I love and we, and many people have preached on it. And I think Michael actually did not too long ago on the prodigal son. So I don't want to bear repeating scripture that we know so readily and so fresh. But what I love about it, he was in his condition that, but then brother Bram said an angel of God came to him and said, boy, wake up. I I, I felt that I thought I needed to say that tonight. Church, come on. If we're in bondage in any area, wake up. Take the hammer, take the word, take the nail and drive it home. The part I love the most is that when that angel came to him, as Brother Branham said, he came to himself and he said, I will arise. And there's a lot of people say, I will get delivered. I will get delivered, but don't. But I love it because it goes on to the next scripture in verse 20 and says, And then he did arose. So not did he say, I will arise, but he did arose. He did what he said he would do. Do you want your chains broken tonight? Do you want to put the hammer and the nail on the head of the devil tonight? Then I say, I will, and I'll do. I will lay my hand to Calvary and I will take the victory of it and I will win and break those chains that have bound me. Arise, my soul, arise. You can start playing. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, just laying a little foundation, I pray, Father God, that something might have been said maybe to one person even. Others probably said a very simple message. That's fine. But I am so thankful that the handwriting that was the blotting out all against me has been struck away. But not only that, Lord, it led me to the liberty wherein Christ has set me me free I pray God tonight there be somebody take the hammer take the nail drive it down Lord drive it down in the devil's head and just say I claim my victory in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that smoking demon that computer game demon that pornography demon everything that could bind any one of your children Loose us by your word, Lord. And let the blotting out of it. Lord, let there be no condemnation to it. But let us be led into the liberty wherein Christ has set us free by nailing it to the cross. In Jesus' name. Oh, arise,
4: my soul, arise. i
3: What a song to end. What a song to end. My God has reconciled His pardoning voice I hear. He owns me as His child. I can no longer fear. My confidence I now draw nigh. (laughs) I'm a redeemed son of the God. Been purchased by His blood. All my sin, all my condemnation is now gone. I'm a liberated son of God. I know who I am. The devil knows who you are. The devil knows who you are. He knows either you're a son or daughter of God or you're not. And I say as a son and daughter of God, you drive that devil out of your tent. You nail him, you kill him, and you get rid of him. And live in the victory through the blood of Christ, my Lord. Through the blood of Christ, my Lord, we have the victory. Do you know that, meant? <laughs> Through the blood
4: of Christ my Lord, through the blood of Christ my Lord.
3: Sing it a couple more times and then rejoice in the presence of God through the blood of Christ, my Lord. I have the victory. Think about it. I was in university when they were trying to push down homosexuality to me, huh? I went to a consortium, long hair, looking up, party guy. We're all gonna mock these guys, but now, now they're running for governor. Of California, Transvestite, a guy now's a girl gonna be a governor on the West Coast. I say, folks, lift up your head, your redemption draws nigh. I, I hey, you can have this whole world, take this whole world, but you give me Jesus Christ, Amen. Yep, see Russia in its position. Watch Russia, watch Russia, watch Russia. What is God? What was the prophecy preparing for us? So we could nail the devil. We don't have bondage to what's happening. I just look up. Our oh, Brother Tom, the economy is going downhill. Our money is going to be worth nothing. So who cares? Who cares? Gospels in the East again. As they suffered in the book of Acts. And they... And they chased down and jailed the be- believers in the book of Acts The Brother Ram said if it goes east any farther it goes to China and they're doing the same thing Israel's fighting to stay alive I, the Ar- Iranian regime is wanting to put the atom bomb down their throat plagues are falling everywhere doesn't it sound so wonderful it does to me Because as it comes back on the earth, saints, we're going up in the first resurrection. I'm going up. How's that going. I'm going up. John, you look great. You look great. God bless you. My goodness. I trust Sister Beva's doing well also. We've been praying for her. Praying much. You're looking very good after a heart operation. We prayed for you. We believe. And look at what God did for you, Brother John. you got more strength now than you had before. Amen. He's a great God. Take the hammer of the word and nail that devil down. Heavenly Father, once again, as we rejoice in the goodness of God, just again, a little broken up message to encourage the saints on a Wednesday night. I just pray, Lord, that your grace will go before us. Something deep, Lord, will be settled in their hearts. That they are more than just Tom Ray, Ken Ardeal, Linda Ardeal, Joanne Ray. They're more than that. We're more than that. We're the sons and daughters of the living God. So would you bless your children, Lord, as they go their way and they rejoice as the musicians will play and pray, God, that you will be their strength and portion in the week to come. God, would you bless them now, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Nice to see you this evening. Thank you for your support and love. We'll see you, Lord willing, Sunday if we're still here. Remember, watch Russia. Watch the things that are taking place. Israel, things are getting pretty tight over in the East again. But it doesn't make the bride of Christ worried one bit. We've nailed sin to the ground through the blood of Christ our Lord and we do indeed have the victory. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week.